Welcome everybody to episode 8 of Talkin' Schmodown. We have some great matches to talk about today. Uh, we have the uh, Inner Geekdom number one contenders match between Rachel Cushing and Adam Lovick. And the singles debut of both Brendan Meyer and Paul Oyama in their first match together. So stay tuned, it's going to be uh, a great show. I'm very excited to talk about it. So let's get ready to talk Schmodown. Alright, welcome back everybody. Uh, I am Josh the Merc Rainer and I am the owner of Merc with a Movie Blog, so I am here and very, very excited to talk about this week in the Movie Trivia Schmodown. We have a lot going on this week, uh, so I'm just going to jump into it. Uh, this uh, Last week's episode of Inside Schmodown aired and uh, it had Dan Merle as the guest, the uh, new... Heavyweight champion, the now the first ever three-time uh, singles champion, Mr. Dan Merle, uh, so, you know somebody that uh, many people consider the greatest of all time. He uh, went on the show, talked about uh, his win against Ethan Irwin at the New York Live show. Uh, talked a bit about uh, Sam Levine and how they're, you know, he how he you know he faced him once before you know Sam entered his prime, but. Uh, he had left before that, and how Sam left is you know essentially before uh, his big return and all that, and how uh, you know it could have been interesting to see how they would have fared off in the boat, you know, having them both in their prime. That could have been, I think that would have actually been very, uh, very intriguing match to see. He also talked a bit about uh, Drew McWeeny joining up with uh, Andrew Guy, so. Yeah, go over to YouTube, check out uh, Inside Schmodown. Ken Knapsack hosts that. He's a fantastic host. Uh, I, I love uh, him on this. I think he's the perfect voice to do Inside Schmodown. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you go over, check it out. It's on YouTube, and there's actually a new episode up right now with Emma Fife. So make sure you check that out. Next up is the uh, – the, Christian had a big announcement about the upcoming Schmodown Throwdown. Uh, there are actually a couple of things that came out. Uh, first off, it, the undercard has been determined for the throwdown, and it will be the Odd Couple versus the Scream Queens, and the winners will go to Chicago. The other announcement is that they will be doing a special Schmodown Throwdown art print for uh, exclusive for patrons. So what will happen is, if you join the Patreon this month, uh, you'll get the opportunity to get a, a copy of this art print. It is a Brian Ward original. It uh, is exclusive to the Patreon. And everybody who is a $2 and up patron, their names will be printed on the back of this print. So if you are pledged at $2 and up, your name will be on the back of this print. 
And if you are a $15 and up patron, you will get a free uh, copy of this print, of this, this beautiful uh, collector's item. The deadline uh, to become a patron in order to get this print is February 28th, so make sure that you sign up now. Uh, you've only got a little over a week left uh, in order to do that, so make sure you do that. If you know, if you just want your name on it, you just want to, you know, be part of it. That two dollar level is pretty low, so you can definitely get it, uh, get in on that. I think this is a really cool thing that they'll be doing. So I actually upped my uh, Patreon level to fifteen so that I could get this, and that way I'm also set for when he eventually launches that live stream, that eleven dollar live stream uh, tier. I'll be all set for it as well. So that that's fantastic. So. Uh, I also want to mention uh, that, so, okay, the Patreon-exclusive match, the uh, Patriots versus Schmoes, uh, came out last week uh, for all of the, uh, the, the dollar, and, uh, for all of the patrons, for the dollar and up patrons, but I didn't want to include that match on here. As you know, there you know there might be a large portion of people who haven't either haven't seen it because you know they didn't get a chance to watch it, or they aren't patrons, so they're you know they're unable to watch that match. So I am going to be doing a bonus episode covering just that Patreon exclusive match uh, later this week, probably on Thursday. I'm thinking uh, I will post that, so that way those who have uh, you know, watch the match. We'll be able to check out that specific episode, and if you haven't seen the match, then you can you don't have to you can just avoid it. You know, no big deal. So uh, yeah, look, keep keep an eye out for that bonus episode covering the Patriots versus Schmoes January Patreon exclusive match. Uh, something else that dropped this week: uh, a new profiles came out with Jay Washington. So definitely go check that out. Jay Washington is an he's an awesome talent, and uh, you know it's all it's it's always great to to learn more about the you know about the members of the Schmodown. So go check out Jay Washington's profiles, and uh, also the movie trivia Schmodown podcast feed is officially back. So hop on, you know, Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts from and make sure to subscribe to the Movie Trivia Schmodown podcast feed if you aren't already subscribed. They will be putting audio versions of the uh, Movie Trivia Schmodowns up there. So, you know, if you're not really able to do the whole uh, Patreon thing and, 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 and you prefer to listen just, you know, while, while you're doing this kind of stuff, you know, that'll be perfect for you. Just uh, make sure to subscribe and then leave a, a, a review and give it a give it a rating. That always helps. All right, so we're going to dive into the first match. The first match was Rachel Cushing versus Adam Lavic in an Inner Geekdom number one contenders match. The match opens up with Emma and Christian talking. Uh, he tells Emma that due to uh, it being a conflict of interest, she has to choose. She can either continue to manage the Fife Club, or she can be the commissioner of the teams in Intergeekdom League. She cannot do both. So this is a big thing. It makes total sense. You know, she's got, as Christian said, you know, you got the Shire Wolves, who are the current tag team champions, and Rachel Cushing, who is... Uh, a mainstay in the Inner Geekdom League. So it's a huge conflict of interest for her to be managing uh, 
you know, the team champs and a major player in that in that intergeekdom league, and also being the commissioner of both the teams and the intergeekdom league. So it makes total sense to me uh, that he would make her choose. I kind of wondered if this was going to happen and how you know how they were going to go about it. So I'm glad that pretty much right off the bat, you know, they, they he he addresses this and, get, and gets it out there for uh, for everybody to hear. Um, and so it goes, the next scene cuts to uh, Rachel and Mark and Draco in the back. Uh, Emma cu- approaches them, and she tells them the whole situation. She tells them, you know, that you know, she has to choose between being the ma- their manager and being the commissioner. And they, right away, without hesitation, tell her that she needs to go for it. She needs to take this promotion and run with it. It's what she has been working toward it's you know she deserves it and uh that you know that they'll be fine without her and that they love her and that they're very gracious for everything that she has done for them so i'm really glad that everything kind of turned out that way the one thing i did notice you know you, we did not see uh, clark wolf at all so you know I mean, she's probably busy she 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 does a lot of stuff um she, you know she works other places so it makes sense that she can't always be there um, so, you know, I'm glad that at least Rachel and Mark were there to, uh, f- to, in order to do this, uh, this scene. And I like that they are, are really kind of helping to push. There was no drama about it or anything. There was, you know, there was no, uh, fight back about it, nothing. They were very supportive and, and I, and I love that about them. All right. So then we get into the match. This is the first Intergeekdom match of the new season. Uh, Christian reiterates that both Mara and Jason have stepped down from the Intergeekdom League. And he says that the winner of this match will face off against Mike Kalinowski at the upcoming Schmodown Throwdown on March 23rd. So, the, you know, it's a very important match. You know, the winner will have an opportunity to get that title, so... Uh, Adam Lavic is at the at this point is two and two with one knockout. Rachel three and three with two knockouts. So you know they're both kind of you know in essence they're fairly evenly matched. You know they both have you know a fifty fifty uh, win loss rate. Um, you know Rachel has an extra knockout on her, but you know they they both you know they've both done about the same in the league. Pretty pretty close to the same at this point in the league. So I think this was a a pretty good matchup. Um, you wouldn't think that someone like like Rachel Cushing would, would be a three and three. She is she is a beast. But the thing is that you know she 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 faces off against some of the best, and occasionally you know she has a rough day. It happens. Uh, it happens to everybody at some point in their career. So it's nice to see her getting. You know, still being up there, still being in contention, and getting these these opportunities uh, to you know to get to the title again because she's very deserving, and, and I really hope that she's able to to get up there and, and possibly become a, a double champ. That that'd be fantastic to see. So out first is Adam the Haymaker Lavic. Uh, you know, just a pretty basic entrance, nothing too special. Just comes out to his music. You know, v- you know, very simple. 
Then Rachel the Crusher Cushing comes out, and she returns to her simple entrance. Uh, no, no big flashy, you know, stuff. N- n- nothing, nothing too crazy. Just comes out with her music, does the the crush it, you know, crushes her hand, you know, just like what she used to do back when she started. You know, getting back to basics. I really like that. I hope that, um, you know, I I love her entrances and when she does the big, crazy entrances. I love that stuff. But I really want to see her kind of get back, at least with the inner geekdom, just kind of get back into basics and just focus on winning, at least right now. You know, because you you want to make it make it to the top. That's what you got to focus on is getting to the top. So round one starts off now with inner geekdom. Uh, if you're if you're unaware, it is ten questions, so it's unlike. Uh, other uh, the other leagues, they do ten questions in round one. And, uh, Adam has a bit of a rough start, missing his first couple of questions. Uh, Rachel goes on like a five uh, five question winning streak, uh, misses her first one on question six. It's about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then uh, they just kind of they gotta go back and forth a little bit. She misses one other question later uh, in the round. Um, she really tries, even uses a repeat, but just can't pull the name. It's uh, Terry Crews. She just wasn't able to get there. Ends the round eight to six, so it's it's still fairly close. Uh, a two point uh, deficit for Adam isn't horrible. You can come back from something like that. So uh, you know, I wasn't too worried. I was still rooting for for Rachel throughout the match, so I was happy to see her in the lead. However. You know, like I said, two point deficit isn't the end of the game, so he still, you know, still had a chance at this point in the match. Then we get into round two, which is different uh, as well. It's five questions each. Rachel uh, is allowed to go first, but she defers to Adam. He spins Star Wars and keeps it. Um, now the audience, you can tell very audibly, did not think this was a good idea. Uh, Adam was surprised that people reacted that way. I agree with the audience. Um, um, I feel like, okay, when it comes to Star Wars, because Star Wars is in every single league, you got it. Ob- you know, it's obviously in the inner geekdom. It's in teams. You get Star Wars questions in teams. You get Star Wars questions in singles. And Star Wars has its own league. They have burned through hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of Star Wars questions throughout the the couple of years that you know that they've been doing uh, th- this new turnaround of the Schmodown. and because of that, because of how just the pure number of questions that have been asked about Star Wars, they they now have to dig pretty deep to get questions. There are only what ten movies. That they pull from, and in order to be, it's it's unlike any other category. Even things like like if you look at categories that they ask a lot of, you get oh comic book movies. But there are dozens upon dozens of comic book movies that you can pull from. There are only ten Star Wars movies, and it has its own league. Hundreds of questions have gone by. So unless you're someone like an Alex Damon, like a Joseph Scrimshaw, like a Sam Witwer, unless you have that kind 
of Star Wars knowledge, you might be really good at Star Wars trivia, but unless you are great at Star Wars trivia, you, you need to stay away from that category. It, it it tends to spell trouble for anybody who spins it and, and, and ends up having to keep it because of just how deep these questions are. You, you, you may not realize it, and I think that's the trap that Adam fell into here is that he thought you know he's he's good at Star Wars he you know he's a little bit better at it than than Rachel so he thought it was fairly safe uh, in that aspect but as we see he he only ends up with five out of the possible ten points he hits his first one he gets that for two points misses his second question Rachel actually steals this one um, Adam confidently said it was a question about how many uh, clones, uh, something like how many clones were, were being produced in Attack of the Clones. And he says 10,000. And the answer, which Rachel is able to give, is 200,000. A very big difference in that numbers. He was very confident in his answer, but it was incorrect. And she was able to steal two points there because of how... Uh, how confident he was in that answer. And then, so, question three, he goes to multiple choice and gets it. They He misses question four, so does Rachel. And so right there, it's like, they're both missing these. You can tell that it's this is not as easy as you'd think. He manages to get his, his fifth question, but like I said, he only winds up with five points out of a possible ten, and Rachel st- stole and was able to get two off of that round. And it ends up Rachel having ten points, Adam having eleven points at the end of his round two, which means that he's only up one, and Rachel still has five whole questions to go. This is very dangerous, because if she lands on something that she is amazing at, if she lands on, you know say Harry Potter, maybe Lord of the Rings, something like that. That would have given her 10 points if she had been able to just completely sweep the board, and it would have put him in a 9-point deficit, which is almost impossible to uh, come back from. So, Rachel goes, she spins opponent's choice. This is probably the best scenario that Adam could have asked for. Um, it, the, it literally, the wheel literally just stopped short of Harry Potter. It, it's like right on the peg. If it had gone like a quarter of an inch, it would have popped right into Harry Potter and the game probably would have been just about over. Um, so since it's opponent's choice, Adam had the opportunity to choose and he chooses the one that I would have also chose, um, seeing as my number one choice would have actually been Star Wars, just because of how difficult of a category that truly is. But my second choice is the one that he does pick, and that is movie release dates. Now, I understand why, like I said, I this is definitely an option that I would have went for, is, mo- is movie release dates. But what happens next is not something that uh, I think Adam was prepared for. Right off the bat, she she nabs her first two without a problem. Just boom, boom, two points, two points. 
She gets into her third question. Has a little hesitancy. Goes multiple choice. Hits it. Then hits her fourth question as well. So right at this point, four questions deep into movie release dates, and Rachel has not missed. Then we get to question five, her final question. She goes multiple choice, misses. It gives Adam an opportunity to, you know, gain an extra point here to, you know, get a little bit, uh, you know, back up uh, toward her. Unfortunately, he does not get it. He's off by, I think, like a year. And so they end round two, 17 to 11. Adam has a six-point deficit. Uh, you know, his, you know, choosing movie release dates really backfired for him. Unfortunately, I don't think, I really don't think there was much else um, that you could have gave her. Maybe Star Trek. Uh, I mean, I don't know how completely versed she is in it. I believe she had been studying it, so that may not have worked either. Um, and like I said, since he had already... Uh, you know, spun and chosen to stay with Star Wars. I think Star Wars would have been the best category to go with, mainly because you know she's not at that Alex Damon screen, you know, Joseph Scrimshaw kind of level when it comes to Star Wars. And I think that is the one place where uh, we could have seen uh, maybe like a point deficit for her um, during the match, but. Yeah, it really it really kind of backfired on him. Though, like I said, I don't really know if there was any good option uh, other than cho- you know going for movie release dates. I think that was the logical choice. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, it just it backfired, and uh, he he ends up six points in the in the hole going into the final round. So. Obviously, since he's Adam's behind, he goes first in, in round three. Uh, he, he gets the category of villains and hits it for two points. Uh, then he gets for his third question or second question gets the category of Lord of the Rings and misses it. And then it comes down to his uh, third and final question, his five pointer in the category of who said it. And unfortunately for Adam, he misses his final question. And Rachel wins via a TKO. This is her third TKO, and it make, gives her a record now of four and three with uh, three TKO or three three KOs. Ending the match seventeen to thirteen. It's not a very high scoring match. Um, I, I think. I mean, realistically, I think it's just she didn't get any of, to answer any of her. Third round, she had the potential of an you know of another ten points. You know, he could have gotten into the twenties, but unfortunately, Adam just had a really rough game today. Um, you know, he's you know he, he he he's a good competitor. He just had I think it really I just it comes down to he had a really just he had a rough game today. So then we go into the back and Roxy Stryers are doing the interviews. She's talking to Adam. Adam knew that it was an uphill battle. He knew it. You could tell. Um, I mean, going up against someone like like Rachel Cushing, it, that that's always intimidating. And then missing your first two questions right off the bat, that that's never you know a good way to start off the match. You know, he started off behind and was never really able to to to, to get ahead. He you know he he managed to have a lead 
uh, at the end of his second round uh, portion, but it was only by one point, and it, I mean, really, you want to have a decent lead at the end of that. You want to have a nice buffer, you know, so that when it's their turn, you know, it, it doesn't completely demolish you, but... Unfortunately, like I said, for Adam, he he was wasn't able to to pull it out today. Uh, then we go to Rachel's interview. She's talking to Roxy a bit about about the win, and then of course, the Intergeekdom champion, Mister Mike Kalinowski, crashes the interview. She he tries to to psych Rachel out, but is unsuccessful. Rachel is a rock. She is solid. She she knows what she wants, and she is coming for it. So, Mike, you better watch out because when you two face off at the Schmodown Throwdown on February 23rd, you guys, it's going to be one hell of a match. Just you better watch your back, Mike Kalinowski, because Rachel Cushing is coming for you and she just might become the newest double champ in the movie trivia Schmodown. The first ever. Inner Geekdom and Tag Team Double Champ in Movie Trivia Schmodown History. The first ever female double champ in Movie Trivia Schmodown History. This is going to be history making. I can see it now. Make sure you guys are getting your tickets for it or sign up for the Patreon so that you can get the live stream of the Schmodown Throwdown. Then we get an end scene. And guess who's back? That's right. Grace Hancock, the lioness, is back. She was there with Ken. They enter the building. The lioness is back, and I am so excited to see where they go uh, with this. Then the second match uh, uh, for the week was Paul Oyama versus Brendan Meyer. Uh, Both... This, this is the debut match for both of these guys. Uh, Paulo Yama, uh, prime time Paulo Yama. He's from the fan leagues. Apparently, he's seven. He was seventeen and zero in in the in the fan leagues, which is I gotta say very impressive. However, he is extremely cocky, maybe more cocky than Chance Ellison, who also came from the fan leagues and who they apparently have a bit of a feud going on. Uh, he apparently also uh, actually defeated Chance Ellison in a tag team match in the fan leagues, but they never got the opportunity to face uh, one-on-one. Chance got pulled up to the, the, the Schmodown, and so uh, you know he, they never got that chance. But now that, he's, that Oyama is here in the league, that they might finally get that opportunity. And then we have Brendan the Kid uh, Meyer. He's an actor. You may have seen him on uh, The OA. He was in The the Gift. Uh, and, and apparently he was also in uh, The Tooth Fairy with The Rock. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Did not know that he was in it. Uh, th- this kid is uh, he's a Schmodown fanatic. He has attended several matches. Uh, I, I, really, I really like him. Uh, he, he's got a real good energy about him. I really dig, uh, dig this kid. So uh, I was really excited to check out this match. The, sh- the, the whole video opens up with Mark and Draco talking to Roxy Stryer. 
he tells her the whole situation with Emma and how she has to, had to stop being their manager and everything. And he asks Roxy if she would be interested in being his new manager. She agrees. And they go off to find Jeff Snyder to reteam them. That for, you know, it was that team from Anarchy. So I'm actually really interested to see Jeff and Mark back together as a team. I actually think they could do pretty well. They're both really smart, really good at this game. Um, so, and, and I think it'll be nice to see Roxy back in an active managerial role. It's sad to see the Fife Club end, but it's nice to see uh, some of the stuff from Anarchy kind of sticking around and, uh, and and having actual effect in in the league. Uh, and, and so it'll be also be be nice to see Snyder, you know, in in an actual team again uh, outside of this that weird tournament that they did. So it'll it'll be real nice. I th- I think that'll be good. I'm pretty excited to uh, to see where they go from there. So then we go, uh, we have the desk, and Mark Ellis is there with Danielle Radford making her debut on the desk in the movie trivia showdown. I gotta say, Danielle was really good. I really liked uh, her energy on the mic. Uh, I think she she felt comfortable to me there, so uh, I was really happy to see her uh, on, on there, get, a, get to get a fresh face on the desk, and I hope she comes back to announce more matches. So out first is uh, Brendan Meyer. He comes out. He has a real good energy about him. You know, not like again. You know, these these guys are just starting off. They're not coming in and doing some big boisterous uh, entrances. Which you know, which I like. They're just coming out and they're being themselves. Well, for the most part, uh, he comes out. Like I said, really good energy. I really like what he's got going. And then out comes Paul Oyama. Being his cocky self. I don't know if this is how this kid is in real life or not. Or if he's just real good at the act. If he's got that kind of Andrew Guy level uh, sort of thing. Where he's, you know, he could be a real nice guy. Or he can be this real D-bag, uh, you know, of a guy. Well, you know, on, on camera for the Schmodown. I don't know. Um, but I will say this. He definitely succeeded in making me hate him <laughs> because I did not like this kid one little bit. He just pissed me off the entire time. Um, and you know what? As a heel, that's great. That's what you want. You want to be. You want to get under people's skin. You want. You know, it. If you're a character that people just don't care about, then you're not doing your job right. If you can elicit that emotion, just that. That visceral hatred or love, one way or the other, then you're doing something right. And this kid is doing something right. Whether I hate him or not, he's doing something right. And uh, I hope he keeps it up. So we get into round one. And uh, it, it's it's pretty back and forth for the most part, for the for the, about the first half of round one. Uh, they kind of go back and forth. Uh, Brendan did miss, uh, miss his first question, but then he gets... His next four correct. Um, Paul, you know, he, he misses a couple here and there, but he, he does pretty well. They end up six to four. Brendan misses his last three questions, and that's where, you know, things start to get a little shaky for him. You know, 
when you're starting off, I understand, you know, the lights, it's something different, you know, sitting in the crowd or sitting at home and answering questions is one thing, but, you know, sitting up on stage, when the pressure's on, it can get to you, and and missing those last three questions in round one, I think that that's really what will hurt uh, Brendan quite a bit here. Um, it, you know, every point point matters in this game, and uh, and you don't want to let up that kind of stuff. Like I said, they ended the round six to four, and now it's only a two point deficit, which isn't horrible. But the fact that he only was able to get four out of the possible eight, four is not, it's, it's not good. You want at least six. You know, that's what you want. You want solid six, preferably more, obviously, but solid six is, is a good place to be. When, when, you, when you're in that halfway mark, that, that tends to spell trouble uh, for, for you in the match. We get into round two, uh, Paul defers. And Brendan uh, spins modern classics, instantly decides he wants to re-spin, and lands on Festival Darlings. Now, when I saw this spin, I was worried. But he seemed pretty confident. You know, the you know, way he talked about it, he seemed confident enough in, uh, in, in Festival Darlings. However, that didn't quite translate over, as he only managed to, to get three out of a possible eight and Paul was able to steal a two-point question uh, from him. Uh, it was the third question. Brendan got kind of tripped up. It was a it was a geography type question. It was asking uh, what state uh, a movie took place, and he got a bit tripped up on the question. And he, sh- what I think he should have done is he should have asked for a repeat and listened closely because if he had if he had gotten the repeat. And listened, he would have heard that it said what Midwestern state, and then it would have made sense. It wouldn't have made sense to have answered California, and maybe he would have. I mean, he still may have gotten it wrong, but maybe he would have gotten it right if he had gone for the repeat. At the end of his round, the score is eight to seven in favor of Paul. He is. Brendan is down by a point after answering all of his round two questions and before Paul is able to answer his. So this is not a good sign for Brendan. Whenever you're, you end your round two behind and the other person still has, has to answer his questions, that is not a good sign. It almost, I, I'm sure, I feel like it probably always spells doom for the uh, for the for the player, I I don't know that as a fact. You might have to go and ask uh, Frankie Numbers uh, what what the stats might be on something like that. But yeah, that that's it's it's not a place you want to be. Then it's Paul's turn. He spins directors and confidently keeps it. He comes in. He he just sweeps through his first three question uh, questions, getting you know two points on each. Has no problems with them. Then we get down to the last question. He goes multiple choice, misses it, and unfortunately, Brendan is not able to capitalize on that to get a steal, and they end round two, 14 to 17. Brendan is down by seven points here going into round three. This is, is essentially, for most people, this is blood in the water and the sharks are circling. This is a bad place to be. You don't want to be in a spot like this. Uh, so then they get into round three. 
obviously, uh, Brendan, it's up to Brendan to, to answer all three of his questions if he wants to stay in the game. And he is, he, he's, he's able to do something that a lot of people have trouble with, and he sweeps through his round three, nailing all three questions for all 10 points, finally taking the lead at the end of his portion of round three, 14 to 17, uh, making it so that he is not knocked out in this game, thankfully, and forcing Paul to answer some questions. Uh, Paul goes in, he gets uh, for his first, first question, he gets the category of 90s, hits it for two points, and then comes to his three-point question, gets Judd Apatow, and hits it for three points, and that's where the game ends. Paul wins 19-17. to It was a good game. Um, Brendan had, like I said, he had a rough, uh, round one and round two, you know, it was just overall not, not a great game for, uh, for him, but, you know, hopefully this doesn't deter him from future matches. Uh, we go into the back, Emma, the commissioner of the teams and intergeekdom league is back there doing interviews. Uh, Paul comes out, he's, he's, I'll be honest, he's a cocky bitch. But he plays the role well, so I give it up to him for that. He he and and he's really sticking it to Chance. He brings up Chance's zero and two record, so I'm interested to see uh, where they go with this. Two heels going going at it to see which one's better. I I I, I definitely want to see that match happen. Uh, then we get to to Brendan. You know, like I said, he had a rough for uh, first and second round. You know, but seeing that third round, you can tell he's got potential. You know, if he can, if he can spruce up his game, get to do some studying, uh, I think get a little bit more practice in uh, with the game. I think he could, he, he could do really well in the movie trivia showdown. So I'm actually excited to see uh, Brendan's future in this league. Then we get an end scene. Dan Merle in the back with his title. Roka comes up. They kind of it's almost like a tease, you know, almost like, is Roka gonna, like, go for the title? But then he congratulates Dan Merle, his fellow horseman. It was real nice to see. It's also his tag team uh, mate. They're, you know, the tag team, the Founding Fathers. So that that's real nice to see. Um, I, I kind of hope, you, you, I mean, I want to see Roka do his single stuff, but I kind of hope they kind of back off just a little bit let Dan do his thing and don't cause a rift in uh, the Horsemen. Uh, and speaking of Horsemen, Mark Riley then comes in and they talk about how the Horsemen are two members down uh, with Matt Nose retiring and, and, and Jason Inman stepping away. Now the Horsemen are down to three. And Mark has a suggestion. And he suggests for the newest Horseman, Ben Bateman, which makes sense as they are teammates right now. And Ben has really turned himself around. He has learned to respect the league. He is making a face turn. He, you know, he changed his music and everything. He is, he, he's coming around. However, John Roca isn't having any of this, does not want this to happen. Storms off. Uh, Dan Merle says, you know, he'll talk to him and everything. So who knows? We'll, we'll we'll see. I I think if it's if it's if it's gonna happen, 
Bateman is going to have to prove himself to Roka. I think that's really what it is. Because of everything that went down between uh, you know, top 10 and, and, and team action and, and Roka and, and team action, all that stuff. You know, he, he's definitely not, you know, on Team Ben. You know, he's not on Team Bateman at the moment. But if he can see that Bateman has changed his ways, if, if, if Bateman can prove to, to, to Roca that he's a different man, that he respects this game, that he respects John Roca, that he respects the Horseman, I think we might see a new member to the Horseman. All right, and so that's it for the matches for the week. Uh, we've got some good stuff coming up for next week's show. You know, during this week, we have another uh, Inner Geekdom match. It's uh, so an- another debut match. Kevin Smets and David Moore will be facing off in uh, their debut Inner Geekdom match. That match is currently available for all patrons. And will be available on Thursday for uh, the public on, on the uh, Movie Trivia Schmodown YouTube channel. So keep an eye out for that. Then on Friday, uh, you guys will get Whitney Seibold versus David Del Rio in a singles match. So that'll be fascinating. It's uh, good to see Whitney Seibold getting into the singles league. So I'm really excited to see what he can do there. And then this Saturday is the Schmodown Throwdown. The live stream will take place on February 23rd. It will be Mike Kalinowski versus Rachel Cushing, with the undercard being the Odd Couple versus the Scream Queens in a tag team match. So uh, I, I, I'm really excited for that. Um, I, okay, so just as a heads up, I won't be doing a full breakdown of the throwdown on next week's show because it, it, it live streams on that Saturday, but it won't be made uh, public uh, until until later as long as he's doing it the way he did with the live show, with the New York show. So I will, I will probably wait until the following week to break down that one, or I might, depending on, on what the release uh, will be for it, um, I might have to do it uh, as a, as a bonus episode, but I, I'm I feel confident that he'll that Christian will be that he yeah, he will make it available to the public like he did the New York show, and like I assume that he will all of the big ones like the free for all and all that stuff. It makes sense. So as long as it does become uh, public, I will do it on the the, the following show. Uh, the following talking schmodown after it becomes uh, public on the YouTube channel. Uh, also, don't forget to check out this week's episode of Inside Schmodown, which is up on YouTube right now. It's uh, Emma Fife. You want to check that out, and I will talk about that next week as well. So I want to say thank you to everybody, all my loyal listeners. Thank you so much for uh, sticking with me and for checking it out. Uh, I'm I'm so happy to talk about the movie trivia Schmodown, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that all of you have been enjoying it. Please make sure to uh, subscribe to the Apple Podcast feed. It's the Merc with a Movie Blog uh, podcast feed. So you head on over there. Or you can go over to SoundCloud. I also have uh, a, a feed on there. And uh, if you like what you've heard, please give it a rate and review. A four or five star rating would really go a long way. 
and I'd love to hear your your thoughts in, in, in a review for it. So please do that. You could also check out stuff on uh, my YouTube channel. It's uh, Merc with a Movie Blog on YouTube. I do, I do uh, like trailer reactions, and I've started doing uh, uh, mini non-spoiler reviews. I have one up for the new How to Train Your Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. So uh, be sure to check that out. Subscribe to the channel. And uh, check me out on uh, all my social media. I'm on Facebook at Merc with a Movie Blog, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Blog Merc. That's at Movie Blog Merc on Twitter and Instagram. If you have any you know questions or comments, feel free to send them my way. And until next time, keep talking schmodown. <laughs>